Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, one of the fastest growing movie podcasts in the world, where we discuss all things film. On this episode, we discuss the latest movie news from June 21st to June 27th. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the show. This is Anthony. It's James, and let's do some movie news for the week of June 21st to 27th. It's been an awesome week. We got Lots of stuff happened. A ton of new trailers. Yeah. Starting off with uh, the first Halloween Kills trailer, which unites Laurie Strode's family against Michael Myers. And this movie looks awesome. And, and uh, Danny McBride's returning, too, so it's like... Yeah, Danny McBride co-wrote it with uh, David Gordon Green. They yeah. did the last one, and the last one was really good. And I'm super excited. This trailer looked it kicked. I th- it kicked. The only thing I have is they. I think they showed too many kills. I feel like they they just showed a ton of the deaths. Um, they don't need to really, but I think they're just trying to sell tickets. Yeah, I like the reboots of Halloween. Like, uh, there's maybe one that's not so hot, but I like Rob Zombie's first remake of it. I thought that was a cool, interesting take to have, like, showing Michael Myers as a child and, like, what he went through, and then um, now... Michael Myers' origins. And I love Danny McBride, and I like the first one that they made, and I'm excited to see this one, for yeah, sure. Yeah, and the last Halloween movie was actually the most successful horror movie ever made with a female lead. And, dude, yeah. the genre still Jamie kills. Curtis, yeah. the, the franchise still works, and I, yeah. I like that it's rebooted, basically, so we're getting yeah. so many more of these. I think it looks fantastic, and I like how the it seems to set take place literally a minute after the last one ended with michael myers in the burning house it's pretty cool i yeah. like it and then the uh the new uh trailer for shang chi and the legend of the ten rings came out uh, marvel's new film and it looks super cool that fight scenes look epic yeah. uh, special effects seem interesting i don't know anything about these characters like we've said before we were never comic book people so as marvel keeps making movies we keep discovering these characters as they, as they come out but it looks really interesting yeah i'm definitely gonna check it out yeah. and then um samuel l jackson danny glover Elaine May and Liv Ullman will receive honorary Oscars at the 2022's Governor Awards, which is really awesome news. But, like, Sam L. Jackson should have gotten an Oscar at least once in his career by now. I mean, he all, his only nomination is for Pulp Fiction, which is insane because that's a disservice to this man's career. The Hateful Eight is one of the best performances I've seen in, like, decades, dude. And he was amazing in Django. Yeah. Django, he was phenomenal as as the uh, the um, the house slave. And he I think that that's his best performance because— the physicality, as well as the, the accent, and his performance in Django is, I think, his career best. Yeah, even though he's like the biggest box office actor of all time, he's like so underrated critically. It's like the guy is a legend, and yeah. now he's finally getting an Oscar. What's he, 60 years old? Like, they're just like, ah, well. No, he's in his 70s. Is he in his 70s? He looks great for his age. Is he really? I think he might be in seventies. I don't think he's we in seventies. Google that. Oh, but. Let me let me Google that real quick. Well, and um, apparently Danny Glover. Apparently, apparently I love Danny. <laughs> Danny Glover. Um. Like, uh, was his friend when they were young and uh, gave him, like, a lot of advice and kind of was, like, uh, a, someone he looked up to when he was younger. When they were both... Uh, 72? Yeah, 72. Wow. Yeah, he's old. Still but he looks great. It, man. He looks amazing. Well, his energy is still there, which is wild. Yeah. When he's in a movie, he gives it everything. Sorry to cut you off, but you're that saying they're very friends. rude. They're, they're friends? Yeah, they're friends coming up together. I bet, yeah. But Danny Glover was kind of a mentor to him. Basically, it's about goddamn time Yeah, for both of them. But Sam L, man, what, he's one of the best all time. Mm-hmm. And then we have a trailer for this show called Sexy Beasts on Netflix. It's a new dating show where 
people like dress up they get dressed up as like monsters it's a blind date show yeah it's a blind date show with like full-on special effects makeup as, as creatures like scarecrow someone's a dolphin all sorts <laughs> of weird stuff and the concept is like i can't see your face but we're supposed to blindly fall in love with over, over despite that with your personality which this show i mean it kind of made me sick to my stomach watching it. like this is where the cultures come to yeah it was so it's so strange and also yeah, you can't see their face, but you can still see their body. Yeah. You can still see... Oh, you're, you got a banging body. It's just like a, a, a person lo- looks normally, dressed normally, but they have like this crazy monster makeup on. They, they should just make everyone wear like a giant smock or something. Yeah. If you really want to make it a truly blind experience Dude, on, it's all on personality. About, it's all about what's what's the craziest thing we could think of. It looks to so, get people to watch looks this. so weird. Because that pop... the. There was one recently. It's the blind date show where people communicate from different rooms, but they can't see the other person. And that see that killed it on Netflix. That's interesting because that's purely on personality. Yeah, that got so many views, and I think they're just going like every angle we could think of for the blind dating show now. Well, it's like the Masked Singer show, so it's I guess it's similar to that. It's just weird because they're like on normal dates in public at at restaurants and bars. Really odd. And the the guys, one guy's like, "I like your fin to the dolphin lady." It's like, wow, this is just things are getting strange. Very cringe. Yeah, things are getting strange. It's literally like it's the Hunger Games. Yeah, the Hunger Games. We talk, is we talk about that all the time. It's almost we're almost <laughs> the, the, the what is it called? The capital. Yeah. The capital is coming upon us. We're getting there. <laughs> yeah, a new Suicide Squad a Suicide Squad trailer dropped uh, a few days ago. Looks super fun. Uh, the cast is obvious, obviously amazing. I like Idris Elba uh, leading the film now, and it seems interesting. James Gunn's a great director. Uh, it seems like a lot of fun, like a blast, and it looks like they fight a giant starfish or something at the end. The whole movie looks like it's a it's a blast. Yeah, it looks like it's a lot of fun. But my biggest draw to see it is King Shark. Looks yeah. hysterical. Yeah, yeah, this character looks so fun, and I like how even though they have new characters cast, it's still like Joel Kinnaman's in it. Yeah, and then uh, Margot Robbie's still in it, and I, I got think, the squad, bro. Yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. And then we have um, this awesome piece of news. Junji Ito, a Japanese uh, illustrator, is creating a, um, a lighthouse synopsis manga for the special Japanese release screenings of the lighthouse uh, when it hits theaters there in Japan on July 9th. And it's really cool. Like, what an incredible artist. So basically, uh, synopsis scene by scene, he created just a comic manga of the movie. It's, it's really cool. You got to look it up. That's awesome. Wow, the film hasn't even come out in Japan yet. I mean, it's, it's not been, movies don't release internationally. Yeah. You know that. Yeah, and plus that's like not like a, a big movie. It's a very low budget. It only film. made seven million. But yeah, I mean, I think it's a brilliant movie. Not a wide release. Yeah, that's super cool. I would love to see that. And uh, interview with the vampire, the film with uh, Tom Cruise and Brad. Of course, Pitt. I mean, you gotta gotta make yeah. everything a it's show now. Be a TV Everything's show now. a show. Everything is a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> They're like going year by year. What came out this year? All right, we can make every one of these movies into a TV show. <laughs> I mean, I like that movie a lot. It's a, it's a great film, uh, but I don't know. We'll see what a TV show is like. Isn't the story that um, what's his name wasn't even so he like accidentally got cast in it, or he didn't want to? Who Brad Pitt? Yeah, Brad didn't even want to be in it. He he did it to make another movie. Yeah, so like he, but he played he's, ball, he's, he played I, ball at the studio, but he's still committed to it. You yeah, know obviously because I mean? yeah. Brad Pitt. But, but he like, wanted, it was a deal like he doing that as well as doing something else. It was like part of a package deal. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, really, really, I think this is my favorite piece of news of the week is David Fincher's new film was, news was released and he's making a movie called The Killer. So obviously something about serial killers, (laughs) the guy's obsessed and it's going to star Michael Fassbender and also the writer of Seven is going to write the script. 
I'm very excited about this. Of course, I think it's going to be great. It's going to be epic. I can't I, wait. I actually just watched Seven last night because yeah. it got me in the mood for Seven. I was like, <laughs> I haven't seen Seven in I haven't seen Seven in like three months. So, I got to watch it <laughs> every three months. <laughs> but like that movie is so well written. I think that writer is fantastic. What he did with that film, he took the uh, the crime procedural that we've seen a dozen hundreds of times and made something really unique with the story of Seven. Not let alone the directing by Fincher. And I'm super excited. I think David Fincher, if he didn't have like the creative outlet to make these movies, I think he would have been a serial killer in real maybe, life. Maybe, probably. Yeah. If he never like made movies. Or maybe a detective on like a homicide unit. No, he would have been a killer. Probably. <laughs> this is his way to get that And he would have out. never gotten caught because it was attention to detail. Instead of serial killing, he's just making movies and TV shows about it. Almost <laughs> like 80% of his movies are about killers. Yeah. Most of them, yeah. And like 65% of them are about serial killers. Yeah. Something like that. Plus the Mindhunter show. Yeah. It's a good show, but that and then a, you could essentially say that House of Cards is about killers because that's what I said. Both that's why I said killers. Yeah, because yeah, they both kill people. Yeah, I was very careful with my wording there. Wow, you're very good with your wording. Yeah, <laughs> great show. <laughs> Next up, we have a, a trailer for Coda was released, uh, which Apple is releasing on their platform, and we had the opportunity to watch Coda uh, at Sundance when they filmed it. They screened it um, early last year. We're the, kind of a summer. big deal. Yeah, it's no big deal. And it's a fantastic movie about a girl who who is part of a deaf fa- a deaf family. She herself can hear, but her parents and her brother they're deaf, and she kind of has to. She they they need her to sustain their life, to um, keep their business afloat, uh, to communicate with people, and so there she's vital to their livelihood. And she herself is a very talented singer, so she's trouble dealing with this the idea of I want to be a singer and move to go to college in New York to this prestigious academy. But it would affect my my family's life because they wouldn't have me there to help them out, and so it's a great familial coming of age drama. We laughed, we cried. It's, it's the best it's a movie great, we saw at Sundance. Yeah, it's a great sure. great movie. I think it's definitely gonna get nominated for best picture. Yeah, and she's she gives a I can't remember her name a yeah. fantastic performance, and it's really it's a really great watch because it takes us into this world of of deaf people and what they go through on a daily basis, and she is essential to their fishing business. She has to communicate with people who aren't deaf in the community to keep them afloat, like you said. And also, she's dealing with the struggle where they don't understand her talent with singing because they can't hear it. So they don't understand what she's doing until they start to learn and watch her and how emotional it makes her and how important it is to and her. And see that. how other people react. Yeah, to so it, it's We're a like really... We're like turning this into a review. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good movie. I mean, I'm getting... You'll, you'll get goosebumps, you'll cry, you'll laugh, and a yeah. ton of beautiful music. Yeah, Apple, I think, spent... They paid the filmmakers like $30 million for the, the rights. It was the most ever purchase, yeah. I think, at Sundance. At Sundance, yeah. yeah. Um, and then Luca came out. I watched it, and it was it was really good. I haven't seen it yet. I wouldn't I w- wouldn't put it in like top five Pixar movies all the time. Maybe top ten, but it's just like classic Pixar film. You get everything you want out of it. F- incredible animation. A very feel good story about friendship and love and family, and it's a great time. They haven't done anything with water for a while. I mean, they did. They've done Nemo and stuff. So I said for a while. Yeah. <laughs> well, when did, when did Find Dory come out? That was like um, that was six years ago, seven wow. years ago. It's a, it's the hardest thing to animate, so I bet that it looks great. It's incredible. And there's yeah. there's some really great shots specifically of like an overhead shot of the shore with the water washing in, like mm. the foam and bubbles. And it looks and, real. And it's all incredible what they did. Yeah. What I love about Pixar is even though the technology has made things look so realistic and true to life, they still keep the animation create, creation aspect of the characters where they don't make the characters look like real people. They still have the cartoonish qualities in every different movie I, even though we know they're humans, they don't look like exactly like humans because so, yeah. that would take you out of it. So yeah. I like how they still stick to the creative looks of characters in, in Pixar. Yeah, man, it looks great. And a trailer for The Harder They Fall came out, which is just a stacked show. I mean, it's got like Keith Stanfield, uh, Regina King, 
Idris Elba, a, a ton of other great actors. Uh, and it's basically a Western. Oh, this looks so cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a Western, and it's an all-black cast, which I think is super cool. And it looks just like a gritty, um, badass Western. It looks that, like Django. Yeah, it looks like Django. And it also looks like maybe kind of like a Seven Samurai, Magnificent Seven, where this crew of outlaws band together to like save a town. Because it looks like there's an evil villain who has maybe has a grip on the town. So it looks like a classical Western um, that is told in a new light. But exact vibe of yeah. Django. It's pretty, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, and it looks like um, Idris is the leader of the gang. So Idris, I, I love Idris that guy. Man. He's great. All right, um, there's an Assassin's Creed TV show coming to Netflix, and hopefully they get this right because this is one of the most disappointing films we, that we experienced when it came out in 2016 because that's our favorite video game of all time. We don't game anymore. We're just too busy, but like that was like our thing was Assassin's Creed. We would get every single one. We had like the first five, mm. and when the movie came out or the news came out that Fastbender is going to be the lead, he's producing it, we're like, this is going to be epic, and then yeah. they completely ruined it. Because it's such a cool idea and concept that you could nail if you do it right. Yeah, it has so much potential to be something cool. And that I, I, the thing is, I love the director of the, of that film, but and he wrote it, and they just what they did with it was just super underwhelming, and it it just was too dark, too gritty, and too way too serious. Uh, it had no energy and had no life, I think. And so hopefully they can get it right this time because there's so much potential to make something really cool. They spend too much time like trying to create an origin story. Just yeah. fucking make him an assassin and just, yeah. just, just... We don't need to see it. We don't have to shoot, see yeah. everything leading up like to if it. Like if the movie had started out with him doing a mission for the first 15 minutes... It would have been epic. That's all you need. You don't need to show the buildup of him becoming the assassin. No dialogue. Just yeah. straight up just have him take somebody yeah. out. For temp that's all you need. Perfect opening. It doesn't have... Everything does not have to be an origin story. We should write a freaking Assassin's Creed script. We'd kill it's it. It's too late. They're already doing it. Yeah. Fucking goddamn it. <laughs> <laughs> and then the uh, first image for uh, Timothy Chalamet's new film, Bones and All, um, is released. And it's got an actress named Taylor Russell co-starring. But what's really cool about this is uh, Luca Guadagnino, who made uh, Call Me By Your Name and a couple other great Italian films. Got the poster right here. Oh, yeah. And he's the film is about a pair of cannibals. Which is ironic. Which is super, yeah, super ironic because of the Army Hammer loving to eat people. <laughs> <laughs> Wanting to eat people. Wanting to eat people. Doesn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the that irony. We know, that we know of. The irony is ridiculous. But, I mean, I would love, it seems like it, Luca did a great job with Suspiria. His, yeah, his remake. Yeah. It's a fantastic horror remake, and, and it's disturbing as hell. So I am very much looking forward to this. And Chalamet hasn't done horror yet, so I'm very curious. Yeah, Chalamet, you know, he's about to be the biggest movie star on the planet, so he's going to be in a ton of stuff coming out, Yeah, especially this year. Um, and then... So I wanted to talk about Indiana Jones 5 real quick. Well, first of all, uh, Harrison Ford had an onset injury. He always I'm, has I'm onset I'm sure he'll injuries. be fine. The guy's gotten his body broken multiple times, and he still stands up, no problem. But the thing with... Indiana Jones 5, which I, I read about uh, yesterday, which I didn't know, is that uh, George Lucas and Spielberg basically have no involvement at all in the story, uh, in the production. And I think Spielberg's getting like an exec producer credit, but that's all. And I love James Mangold, and I I mean, Harrison Ford, I, he's, I love him to death, but I think it's, it's a little concerning that Lucas and Spielberg aren't involved in the story. And I know people were pissed about the last one, but it's still like... They still did the first three in their amazing movie, so I'm just, I, I have a little concern about what the movie will be like. Well, Logan was fantastic, but I, I kind of agree. Maybe, maybe it'll be weird. And obviously, Ford vs. Ferrari is fantastic as well. So I think that it's gonna be great. And maybe the franchise needed a new voice because after you make five versions of a movie, maybe it's time to 
Why well, I mean, four versions of movie star? Maybe it's time to pass the mantle on to somebody else. It's kind of like, like with with Harry Potter franchise, you need a new director coming in there, even though they created it and everything. You know, it. I'm sure they'll they'll play to some of the campiness, but I think I think Mangold's gonna make it very realistic. Yeah, and they also the thing that concerns me is that it's Disney. They own they own it now. They own the property now. They own everything. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We're still gonna see it. Oh yeah. Oh, new Candyman trailer came out, and so this is a remake of the original from 1992. Looks and sick. Jordan Peele is one of the co-writers on the script. It looks really good. Yeah. It looks really really interesting. It looks really scary. I definitely want to check it out in theaters because we love seeing horror films in theaters. But it looks like the best horror film trailer I've seen in a while. It, it's, it's up great. there. Yeah. It, it's, it's a great. It's a great trailer. Awesome concept and super creepy. Yeah, and uh, the cinematography looks awesome. I think it's uh, a woman directed the film as well. Mm-hmm. Nia, I can't remember her last name, but so I'm very interested to see her voice behind the, the lens on this. But it looks fantastic. Yeah, and they didn't give much away, which is the tr- the trick to a great trailer. Yeah, and um, oh, Eliza Schlesinger, she just had a movie release called Good on Paper. It's actually based on a true story where she met someone on a on a plane in first class. This guy who completely lied about this fake life of him going to Yale and working at hedge funds and then dating him for a few months and then <laughs> finding out that it was all a lie. And she made a movie based on it. And I, I love Eliza. I think she's super funny. Yeah, she's really funny. And it's on Netflix streaming right now. I think it came out on like June 24th. So <laughs> if, if you're into like um, romantic comedies and if you like Elijah Schlesinger's humor, then definitely check it out. That's one of those truth is stranger than fiction. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's wild. Yeah. It's all based on a true story yeah. that really happened to her. There's also a trailer for The Shrink Next Door came out. Uh, it's going to be an Apple miniseries, and it stars Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd, and it looks fantastic. It looks like, from, from what you can take away, it's also based on a true story, but what you can take away from it is that Will Ferrell seems to be a desperate patient of Paul Rudd, and Paul Rudd, we don't know how, but it seems as though he's going to be taking advantage of Will Ferrell's character in nefarious ways, maybe money laundering and doing something in terms of Will Ferrell's status or whatever career, if he has money or so, and it looks great. Paul Rudd is—he's—he's he's a very good actor, but Will Ferrell, I don't think people really understand how he's a very talented actor. He did a great job with Stranger Than Fiction and a couple other serious roles he's had, and I think I'm—I'm su- I'm always excited when Will Ferrell decides to do some serious acting. It's just like Sandler, and yeah. they—they take—they take those roles very sparingly. They pick and choose them like every decade they'll do it. There's in. a movie called Everything Must Go. Yeah, that he's very good in as well. And so Will's—he looks awesome in this movie, and he still has his humor into in the role in the yeah. character, but like in a very serious and dramatic way. Yeah, and it looks super interesting. I definitely want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Conan O'Brien has final show, and Conan's our guy. Like Conan is our favorite late show host. We don't watch late night TV anymore um, because it's been trash for the last like four years. <laughs> but Conan was our guy. We're gonna miss him a lot. I think Conan might be one of the funniest people alive. Like his show's funny, yeah. But like if you watch Conan like interacting with people like on the streets yeah. or interviews, absolutely hysterical human being. Yeah, he's one of the funniest comedians of all time. He's always been my favorite talk show host because his show was always different. You know, the other ones, the other talk show hosts, everything's sugar-coated. You know, they have, like, big corporate bosses. And they there. pander to, like, yeah. the, the TikTok audience yeah. or pander to this audience. They're always just, all they care about is, like, trying to get as many views as possible. But what Conan always did was he was just himself. And him and Andy Richter were just doing their own thing. And they got goofy. They were offensive. They were silly. And 
you never knew what was going to happen in a Conan show. Dude, old Conan yeah. is so raunchy and funny. Yeah, exactly. I think he's my favorite talk show host because of how, I, I think, freewheeling he was. And I, I think he's going to be missed for sure. Because he used to have Norm McDonald as his co- couch yeah, guy. And yeah. Norm, was, Norm will say, like, the yeah. craziest, most ridiculous stuff. And, like, I, I miss old comedy and old humor, even though it's offensive. Yeah, but at the time, it was, it was really funny and epic. But And he's from Boston, kid. Yeah, so, so Conan's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Fast Nine opened in America this weekend. It's already making a ton of money. It already made two hundred and fifty million worldwide before this release in America domestically. It got released in China first. Yeah, right. yeah, in yeah. a few other countries. Um, and we'll we'll see it eventually. It looks great. Uh, looks like if you if that's if you want action, high octane action, and looks great, cra- crazy. It looks. Can you be honest here? <laughs> <laughs> People want us for their listen to us for honest opinions. My honest opinion is I haven't seen Fast and Furious since Tokyo Drift. <laughs> <laughs> I was pandering. It, lo- it looks it looks great. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. The I don't, acting... don't want to be negative. Bruh, <laughs> it's okay. It's Fast 9. It's the ninth movie in a franchise in 15, 20 years. I stopped watching it when it wasn't about street racing when anymore. You, when you're putting out a movie every two years about the same characters, it just looks like it's like Call of Duty now. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. If you a lot like of people it, like it. A lot people of people like enjoy it. it. You yeah. watch the, if you like Fast and Furious, watch the shit out of this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, where are we at? Lily Collins is going to star in Polly Pocket movie from writer-director Lena Dunham. And also, there's a Barbie movie in development with Margot Robbie. So those are both uh, Mattel products turning into movies. Mattel. Yeah, that's the name of the company. Mattel. 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 How do you... I, it was like you said it like as a person's name. It's like Mattel. Well, there's two Ts. <laughs> M-A-T-T-E-L, right? You might be right. That's the company. Yeah, Mattel. Why don't, why don't you go F yourself? <laughs> Lena Dunham must have a pretty intriguing idea because it seems like it's like a ridiculous thing to make a movie about because it's literally like a little little tiny house that can fold up into a pocketbook. I think is what what the toy is, if I remember correctly. I never played with them personally. And it's like, oh, you didn't? <laughs> yeah, they're they're always a, a girl's toy, and it's like a little character, like a little tiny doll, and she inside the pocketbook is like her home with different things you can do inside of it. Yeah, I bet she must have a cool concept. You probably do something interesting with that. Yeah, Lena Dunham's super super smart, so I'm sure. It'll be cool. Yeah, she's a really great writer, too. And there's a Supernatural prequel series in the works from uh, Jensen and Daniel Ackles. And Jensen Ackles is one of the leads in the show. And I, I actually watch Supernatural at the gym every day. Really? Because it's, well, it's always on at the gym <laughs> when I go. I don't think I've ever seen it's it. On every, it's like a, in two, a pair of investigating... It's a pair of brothers. They investigate Supernatural uh, crimes. And so there's all sorts of like every kind of Supernatural thing you can think of. Like their characters in the show as well, like villains and stuff. And it was supposed to be a three-season show, but it turned to 15 seasons. So it's, it's one of the longest-running shows in TV oh, history. Wow. And people adore it. I've actually never heard it because it's on at the gym, and I just read the subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't even know what the characters sound like. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, Christoph Waltz and CM ne- Sam Neill are going to star in a film adaptation of Patrick Holt's The Portable Door, which is a fantasy adventure that follows two interns who start working at a mysterious firm where many of the employees are involved with magic. So these two guys, I can't wait to see them on camera. It sounds like a great combination of of two great older actors, and maybe it kind of gives the vibe of like Men in Black but with magic. Yeah, it, it sounds like kind of like Harry Potter mixed with like because the it's period clothing mm-hmm. it's like harry potter mixed with with django <laughs> kind of <laughs> i'll watch the hell out of this i yeah. love sam neill and christoph waltz sam neill is so good in yeah. peaky blinders he's yeah, one he's of the best great. characters he in was, the entire he series was great when he Epic. When, when his character arc ended i was like he's gonna be missing the show and he got to bust out his irish accent for yeah. it which is cool exactly 
Um, in Transformers Seven, uh, has, the title has been revealed. It's called Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna start. Yeah, They're Anthony- on seven. The movie. Yeah, seven. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot. Marky Mark was in a bunch of them. Yeah. So and it's gonna start. Anthony Ramos, who was the lead in In the Heights, and Dominique Fishback, who I don't know who she is. I haven't seen her in anything, but I think she's in a TV show. I have to look it up. But um, I mean, yeah, it looks like seems like the Transformer beasts are gonna rise in this one. <laughs> <laughs> Man, whatever. Um, so Dune, the movie, got pushed back again. It was going to come out October 1st, but it got pushed to October 21st, so it got pushed back three more weeks. Um, wait, it, is, is that, is that, that's only one week. 21st from no, the it got, it got put. No, you, you, let me. you're reading the sentence wrong. Oh, okay. He's sorry. reading my notes wrong. I skimmed it. He skimmed my notes. This is what it. happens when you skim my emails. <laughs> it, happens, it happened twice today. You skimmed my one-sentence text message today. It was a long sentence, It though. was like 10 words. It was like five oh, lines. Oh, when you read on your goddamn flip phone, it's probably hard to read. <laughs> <laughs> so Dune was coming out October 1st, got pushed back to October 21st. And, and, and one of the reasons is because... French Dispatch comes out October 16th. So Timothy Chalamet is the lead of two movies coming out in the same month, which is not really ideal for studios. They don't really want that to happen. I mean, I'm, we're going to see both of them. Yeah, they don't want his movies to compete against each other But there's he a, has an audience. But there's a ton of movies coming out in October. This is going to be like the most ridiculous fall for movies of all time because we have No Time to Die is coming out. Oh, because all the movies that didn't come out yeah. last year. Halloween Kills. We have Je- Jeepers Creepers Reborn. <laughs> Dune. Last Night in Soho. Um, what else is coming out? Ron's Gone Wrong, whatever that is. So it's it's going to be a stacked October. Oh, man, I'm looking forward to it. The Last Duel, I think. Oh, no way. I think that comes out in October. Really? That would be sick. So October is going to be insane. So these studios, they're really worried that they're not going to make enough money because like the Batman was supposed to come out June 20, 25th. That was supposed to come out on Friday, this past Friday. So... And that's pushed back to March 2022. Yeah, it's, so it's a little bit of a bloated schedule for films. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna see them all. Start saving your money. <laughs> we're going to the movies like 15 times. Yeah, start going to the shitty theater down the street from us for six bucks. Nah, bro, that, I'm never going back there again. No, that was a horrible experience. Like so, like not that we don't like those old theaters, but because of COVID, they haven't taken care of it. That's the it's, thing. It's literally the entire theater inside and in the bathroom is just bleached every day i'm sure it's better now but that theater they haven't taken care of it i don't want to say it because you know but it's just oh yeah the seats are pretty crappy too seats are crappy the 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 lighting's terrible and there's like a hallway on on the side and the hallway light was on the whole time during the film i'm like this is their light light like i don't i'm looking at this movie and there's there's, there's small theaters they're struggling i'm sure they're probably gonna go out of business soon because of covid so they're just trying to stay afloat but still i feel bad for a lot of them they have to go with the procedures for covid but you know i think bleaching the entire floors (laughs) and the seats were bleached too the the seats were wet with bleach yeah yeah it was wet like i think that's a little excessive guys I think it's a little much. Like, I don't want to watch a movie feeling like I'm inside a bottle of bleach. <laughs> yeah, the bathroom my nose ha- burned. The bathroom didn't even have a mirror, so I couldn't even look at my face. <laughs> <laughs> we all know you like to do that. But, I mean, it is what it is. These yeah, theaters, yeah. They're, they're struggling. Yeah. So that's why we still go there. But, but I actually, I, I think this is a good thing, a bloated fall, because we people need to start going to the theaters, and when more people start going... It's going to entice other people who are cautious about going as well. So I think 
Yo, bring it on. The more movies, the bring better. Bring the normalcy back. Hey, yeah. they took the Pepsi glass off at, at Whole Foods. Let's go. Yeah. Let's, let's go. Do it. Get the Vax if you're worried. Yeah. Let's go. I'm faxed. I'm good. Let's do I'm it. Good to go. Let's, let's rock and roll. All let's right. see some movies. And I think that's all we got right near right now for this week's. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Did we miss anything? No, no we got all it right, all. All right. So man. thanks, everyone, for tuning in to Movie News number four for this past week. And stay tuned. Monday, we have a great episode coming for you. It's going to be good. And then we got... To um, end Pride Month. Yeah, with, and, then we, yeah. and then we have um, Harry Potter. We're continuing that segment for Thursdays. Azkaban. Prisoner of Azkaban. And then after that, we have a very special episode yeah. that's been in the works for a while. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We also have a bonus episode coming this week to Patreon Patreons only. So that will be on... We're going to do the Dead Poet Society. Yeah. So if you're a patron, get ready for that this week, too. Yeah. Patreon membership's only $2, $5, or $10. So you all have any, access. Yeah. Any one of those three um, membership tiers, you have access to these bonus episodes. We just did Princess Bride last week. Uh, we did our favorite TV shows ever uh, for the first one. And yeah, Dead Poet Society is going to be an epic one. Bonus episodes every week. Yeah. Thanks so much. Patreon.com slash Raiders of Lost Podcast. Hope you all have a great weekend and get ready for this week. And let's go. Movies. Oh, yeah. Take care. Raiders of the Lost Podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.